Welcome to RCR Podcast number 130. Thank you for surviving Soundcheck for people who are listening before. And if you're listening on iTunes, welcome. Uh, we're joined by Lance Hendricks, mm-hmm. And uh, behind camera, off to my right, your left, uh, Nick Roman. Yeah, I'm uh, here. I'm totally here. I'm he's uh, taking the role of Ethan. And yep. uh, Ethan, hopefully, will be joining us in some future date. And uh, be running, be running uh, the cameras. Once I go on Facebook Marketplace and buy a new computer. So here's what's going to happen. People have been making fun of me because I had some sort of computer problem. And they're like, oh, my God, you're such a boomer. You're still running Windows 7. I am running the same computer I built for RCR in 2015. I built the best computer I could in 2015. And surprise, surprise, it's still running now. And I, I, I haven't had a need to update. But my brother got me Death Stranding for Christmas. I've never played it. He said, I think you'll like this game. Because I like low-commitment games now. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I was talking to... Who was I talking to last night? Was I talking to you about Destiny? Or someone else talking about Destiny? And I'm like, I can't keep up with these online games anymore. It's You have to know so much. You have to know like the lore and like all the... Because <clears throat> you have to keep up more than just the game. Yeah. And also, immediately people are good at it. Mm-hmm. Especially if a game is based on like stuff online. So I need a game I can just play by myself. I played the hell out of Borderlands 2. Oh, I played the yeah. hell out of Hades. And Skyrim was pretty much my entertainment. I almost played that straight for two years. Like That's what I did when I'd come home from the gym. I'd play Skyrim. Mm-hmm. And then I got uh, Lucifer, the Ar- uh, Argonian follower, uh, with a British accent. I'm like, now I'm going to start the game all over again and play it again. <laughs> so... Uh, I, I totally get where you're coming from. You, Last night I was playing Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, yeah. and it's so low frills you cannot lose in that game. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to progress with the story missions. You can just want, roam around like locations, fucking shit up. That's oh, so kind of like Grand Theft Auto, like you don't have to do the story if you don't want to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like eventually, if you want to get to a different location, you kind of mm-hmm. do. But it's mostly kind of open world once you get to certain hubs. So it's great. Yeah. So you're looking for a game you can play by yourself, but has a good replayability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love that like Guillermo del Toro is in Death Stranding. Yeah, but I don't, I don't remember if he does his own voice or not, a voice acting or not. But then you know, you also have characters like it's a very Kojima thing of having weird, you know, the character named Die Hardman. Yeah, and it's just the absurdity of it. It's a very absurd game, um, and it's like the whole stacking mechanic it kind of reminds me of that episode of pete and pete where they're trying to get to the grand canyon and they got to stack yeah. their luggage a certain way yeah to be king of the road and they all get naked it's great um so you need windows 10 to play death stranding so and i'm not going to update that computer uh because my computer chugs a little bit with 4k and I need a new... That computer is going to be great. Like, the existing editing computer is going to be fantastic for streaming. So that tower will go over here, and that will become the new computer. And my plan is, and tell me if this is a good idea or not, I'm just going to go on Facebook Marketplace and buy someone's gaming rig for, like, a 1000 bucks, And that'll be great for editing. I take all the extra hard drives out of the main computer, throw them in the new one. I have all my footage still there. That's all I have to do. And then just uh, reload. Because what do I need on the computer? I need Audacity. I need Premiere. I need Photoshop. That's it. 
Yeah. Bingo, bango, bongo. What else do I use? What? Steam. And you just load. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, got a few super chats coming in already. Yes, we do. Oh, wow. Already. So they're both from Diego Martinez. Thank you very much for these donations. Uh, <clears throat> first is $1.99. He just says Cobalt SSTC. That is all. I was talking to a mechanic who had a Cobalt SSTC. No, excuse me. Oh, I guess TC means the turbocharged one, not the supercharged yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had the the Saturn version of that. Or, the Saturn Ion Redline. Yeah. Which uh, Jeff has one. I really want to drive it. <laughs> because it seems slightly more oddballish. And I don't think those got the turbo. I think all of the Saturn Ion Redlines were supercharged. Mm. And I think they didn't last as long as the the Cobalts. I think like the Cobalt SS you know, lasted longer. I think when General Motors lost their contract for whatever company made the superchargers or whatever, whatever it be, like Vortec or... Mm-hmm. Um, CompTech or yeah, CompTech or you know uh, Jackson Racing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they went to turbochargers. I think like, when that happened, they're like, "All right, no more Saturn Ion Redline." You know what I mean? So, but anytime I look at like the Saturn or like the Cobalt SS, I'm like, I think the Saturn version looks it's looks more interesting. You yeah. know what I mean? It's more of an oddball thing. Mm. So next super chat coming in, um, Diego Martinez again. Thank you so much, four ninety nine. Uh, what is the most played out, overhyped car in your guys' opinion? For me, it's the Mark IV Supra or R thirty four GTR, but that's just me. S thirteen. Um. Well, I if we, if we want to say like all time, because it's like I know like the the Japanese car kids really like those cars, mm-hmm. and I know they were really hyped for a while. I think. It's a tough question because when when someone says overhyped, I want to say like Charger, Challenger, Scat Pack, any any of those cars, any yeah. those yeah, Doge like the the Dodge Five Seven. Yep, I bought this, and so now people have to listen to me. <laughs> it's, it's like when I was taking someone back and uh, catching like eight Hellcats or eight Hellcats and like two Chargers, something. We're taking over. They're yeah. like on the on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and they're all running together. Mm-hmm. Okay, two, and now what? I, I forget who's comedians. Are. Like, what, are you just going to find a giant vagina and just all drive in together? I don't, I don't see the appeal of it. And it's honestly, I think it's so much of a gag now that people hate the Mark IV and the R34. It's like, oh, you have to hate those cars because they're so popular. You know, what I mean? mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you can't like those because you know, everyone likes those. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger, I really liked the Super. And I, you know, because I like, grew we up playing, you know, you know, street racing games from the early 2000s where, and I think like back in those days, like the Mark IV Super or like, God, I hate jeans. Like the good, a good example would be like Need for Speed Underground, like the R34 was like one of the last cars you unlocked so people looked at it it's like oh that's godzilla like that's like peak japanese car and um it's like they're definitely still cool but i think what really did in for them was the amount of people that were building up the like supras in america to be like one like 1500 horsepower just drag race cars and it's like it took away from the fact that it's like oh you can have a lot of fun with these cars with like either stock horsepower or just like bigger turbo or like bolt on mods. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like Peak Supra is like stock, like lowered bolt on like just full bolt ons. I'm of the opinion one hundred percent stock. I like light I like ride height because I grew up around here where you need that. Mm-hmm. Even the Lance was helping us film the next giveaway car 
which at stock ride height is still low. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there were some of those potholes going through town. It was like, boom, 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 boom. And mm-hmm. even pulling out of the racquetball club, I'm like, oh, there's a dip at the end. There is. Yeah. I heard a little... Just I think a little it was probably, bit? Yeah, just a little bit. Eh, probably. Nothing bad. Hopefully it was just the plastic underneath. Yeah, it didn't sound bad. Yeah. Um, so we had this whole skit that I wanted to do with the car. I don't know if we have time today. I'm going to see if I can... You know what? I'm going to text Ben right now after I ask. Um, Esker Outcome. Dude, Death Stranding is my favorite game of the last five years. I love that game. I hope you enjoy it. It helped me deal with the isolation of lockdown. Oh, yeah. I guess that was a Um, a, a game from around that period. Is Death Stranding similar to, like, Rust or something? Oh, like the game Rust? Yeah, yeah, the game Rust. I mean, it is very... um... I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's kind of atmospheric. Okay. Like, I've heard it described as a walking simulator, and I kind of get that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also more frustrating than just walking. (laughs) Because, you know, it is that whole mechanic of, you know, you have to deliver stuff on time in decent condition. You can't constantly be fumbling things around. And me, I'm completely uncoordinated in all aspects of life, both in this reality and in virtual reality. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, it is... I love the world that it creates, kind of, because it's um, it's got a great soundtrack. Okay. Um, and it's got very sprawling terrain, but also, you know, you kind of have to be up for that sort of a game. Otherwise, it's not really going to work. I you. still am struggling to understand, like, what's, like, is it, like, are you, are you not, you're driving, you're on foot, you're you have on to, foot. so I you're mean, like... Sometimes, mm-hmm. but the, the, for the most part, what you are, you're a porter in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay, where um, there are these types of creatures who, I mean, basically you can't really come into contact with them. But also, like the rain causes you to age prematurely. It's like time. Oh my god! So it's like that. What's that movie where it's like a bunch of people stranded on an island? It's like a newer movie. They like put people stranded on an island and they're aging super fast. Is it old? So, I think so. Where it's like it puts people on an island, and they're like, "Oh my god, why is he so old?" You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. in three seconds. Yeah, that's right. Like the story is just—it's very Hideo Kojima. Like it's almost impenetrable in some ways because it's—it's something about a beach, but beach is the afterlife. Yeah, and you need to use these babies to get around because they're like connected. The ba- babies are now radar. Yeah, they can detect the Death Stranding, and so that's the Death why Stranding get... is kind of like a blowout from Stalker. Yeah, it's like I wish I could explain this in a very succinct mm-hmm. way, but honestly, my brother said, "Don't even like don't don't worry about it, Morty. Just play the game. Yeah, like, you hey, can't, don't pay attention. Don't overthink about it. Don't overthink it. Kind don't, of thing. Don't think about it at all. Really. It just sucks just... because I like in video games where I get to explore more and look at little like hidden Easter eggs and details and stuff like that and. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that, seems- was, that would be a game, Rust Belt Exploration, and it's just Tamaqua. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's just Mahanoy City. It's just Treverton. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, um, the Coventry Plymouth. Mall. You're walking around. You've been up in Plymouth. Not Plymouth Meeting. Plymouth. Plymouth, Pennsylvania. P- yeah. Where's that? That is um, up towards Wilkes-Barre. Okay. Oh, Nipa. Oh, yeah. For, for people in the chat, when I say NEPA, that stands for Northeastern Pennsylvania. So, like, there's Pittston, 
And then uh, Plymouth. So here's Wilkesbury. It's there's Nanticoke and it's Plymouth right in between the two, basically. North of uh, north of Mountaintop, south of Dallas. Gotcha. Basically, it's right along. What road is that? Uh, they just call it Main Street, but that's actually Eleven. I've only been up there a few times, but it's one of those places in Nepa where you feel a little out of place. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I remember one time. Well, up there one time forget exactly where i was but i remember i saw uh, like a dodge caravan and it said on the back are like in like the little right you know how like when people like graduate they're like just married or just graduated yeah. it said are you rapture ready on a nice. dodge caravan and i'm like oh this is where you're putting your time mm-hmm. this is where it's gonna pay off so it's like oh this awesome. is the the genre of people we're dealing with here um, it's like you're thinking about the rapture because if the rapture happens, that's going to be at least a lateral move for mm-hmm. you. I remember. Um, remember the? Do you ever watch the uh, show Hoarders? Uh, that 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 show. That I can show only ever, gives me the death rattles. Um, that show I can only ever watch one episode at a time because I get depressed. Yeah. <laughs> or it's either these people. I get so happy when they when these some people are let. Uh, able to let go and they live in a nice clean house yeah. and there's some people who can't let go and it's like these people deserve to be in like a dementia home or like yeah. Uh, yeah. not living by themselves you know what I mean because it's just like a mental health just I mean, it's a mental health thing yeah. I watch like the show Hoarders and it's like they're not help. They're, they want to help these people um, but some sometimes they're just not doing it uh, here's the uh, the caravan <laughs> So it's like they painted it with shoe polish. Yeah. With the shoe polish spuns, like they're going to Maple Grove Raceway. <laughs> surprise, I surprise on something like this, you would see the quarters would be all rotted out, but it's completely clean. Yeah, that is which clean. Is, that's a third gen caravan. Yeah, it is. Uh, so from the regular chat, James F. just would like to know if we have any travel plans for this year. So yes, far. we were talking about that at breakfast today. Um,. You get let's let's look at my calendar. <laughs> so, uh, nothing coming up in January. Nothing coming up with February. Tentative plans in March. Uh, I'm gonna go on VinWiki, so I'm gonna have some stories to tell on VinWiki. Nice. Also, I will be redoing my shoots with Do It With Dan on the go kart track. That's also gonna be in Atlanta. Um. Uh, I have my Portland shoot coming up with Frederick Knutson from the channel Down the Rabbit Hole. That's coming up in April. Uh, we're going to be filming some cars. So I'm coming back to uh, Pacific Northwest. Whether I have a car meet or not is probably no, but I'm not opposed to at least meeting a few people while I'm out there. Um, there's a personal trip coming up in May possibly if i have the time i've never been to the outer banks i want i've never seen it yeah. to go to the outer banks so so all the not traveling i did in 2022 i'm making up for it this year and hopefully my quarterlies will be more reasonable this year than they were last year um the uh did you want to mention or I, technically it's not travel but it's the panel kind of yeah i mean we were offered and now this is like I was offered, uh, I should really say, um, you know what, I'm going to text him right now and just say, hey, I'm on the podcast, can I mention Too Many Games? Um, oops, 
No. Well, I was mostly going to use it as like a way to dovetail into... I don't know. Uh, I am on... See, well, let's treat this as an NDA right now. All right. Um, Very good. Um, well, for now, I can... Uh... I am podcasting. May I mention... Okay. Oh, you spelled my last name wrong. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Everyone does. I think at this point, you know how like... All right. I found a way to do that even though you're reading it out. <laughs> so, Brian, what did you learn? Next time, have him read it out phonetically. There's the phonetic <laughs> alphabet written over there. Do you know how um, like in Burt Kreischer, people misspell his name wrong all the time? It's almost like a gag. It's, a, mm, it's like no. Burt Chrysler. Oh, yeah, it's, like, Bert it's like Burt so it's like it's almost as much as of a gag for me. That's like how even my old previous jobs have misspelled my last name before. So, uh, other travel plans. Boo boo boo. Uh, yeah, there's another tentative plans to be a guest of honor. Uh, possibly at a convention. Nice long stare into the camera for that, but again, there's a non, uh, there's an NDA uh, surrounding that because it was just a verbal, a, a verbal offer, yeah. and uh, so yeah, there are some travel plans. And uh, are you able? Do you know if you're able to put links in the chat? I can try. Let's see. Um, okay, go go to my Twitter. All right, and. Uh, or go to RCR's Twitter, and I mean the RCR's Twitter is my Twitter. I don't know why I said that, but um, I posted a link to Barn Finds because I'm still looking for a sixty sixty one to sixty four. Who's that? That's oh, Hannah again. Oh. Yeah, a barn finds of a 60, 62 galaxy. So, Operation Crazy Taxi, to make the car from Crazy mm -hmm. Taxi. It um, should be the first one. That's weird. I see. So, it's not showing up. It is not. Okay, so you're going to go to the very top, and you're going to click Tweets and Replies. And I think it, it put it on Tweets and Replies because I added Cooper Tom immediately, so it probably put it in that. Mm -hmm. I should have remembered to go, hey, comma. There, there it is. So, yeah. um, 1962 Ford Galaxy 500 Sunliner. Yeah. That mm. is gorgeous. That's a nice the color, too. The entire... Yeah, it's going to get wrapped yellow. But um, So, we're not at the point now. I mean, I could show Nick how to put it directly in the stream. Mm -hmm. uh, that looks like 50s, 50s bathroom pink. But you <laughs> are going to go and go to the three dots... So go up there by where it says, do you see the words that say, uh, this is not going to be Joe Rogan. Figure out how to. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> All right. I'll figure it out. Figure out how to put it in the text. So um, where in the Pacific Northwest are you going to be? Seattle, Portland. Portland, Oregon. Okay. So um, 
I don't have travel dates yet. Okay. I would encourage you not to play with the microphone stand because everybody can hear when you touch the thing. Oh, great. Sound. These things are not isolated. So any anytime you touch this, people yeah. in their headphones. Give me a date for that because I know a bunch of people in the Pacific Northwest that probably want to go to that. Like my friend John Gordy who has a Yugo. Um, okay. My friend, uh, another friend named John who has uh, an E34 just like Curtis. You know, they're, they're both in Seattle though. Right. So it's possible I may meet up with Riley and we may take a trip up to mm-hmm. see, just take a drive up to Seattle. Mm-hmm. See, uh, what the plan is, is that the cars, um, I want to take a road trip while I'm out there. And the cars specifically are in the Bay Area. I see. So that's like a, we're going to stretch it down to a two day drive because I want to be able to film other content. I want to do my Anthony Bourdain style travel log. Mm-hmm. I have a whole bunch of footage from the first time we went out to the Pacific Northwest that Frederick Newton shot of me. And like a narrative would go behind it, but I haven't written anything for yeah. the narrative. Like the, where do I go with RCR now? Because as we head into whatever recession this is going to be, ad rates are probably going to change. Regular car reviews will be making less money, um, which means the travel budget will be less, which is why I said yes to getting a brand agent. Shout out to Brandon Pomeroy. So if there are any brands, they now get to go through an agent. Turns out that works because he's able to bargain for better prices and stuff that I don't have to do. Mm -hmm. And he just says, hey, you want to do this? Yes or no? So he's he offered up stuff like yes or no. uh, so, uh, that, uh, because, well, you said when we were at the, uh, coffee shop that as we enter whatever sort of recession, which really it should be market correction. Correct. Um, I agree with you. It's less of a recession, more of better for, for buyers, less for sellers yeah. type thing. The the big hope is that car prices will come back to reality. Yeah, correct. Within the next year or two, not just car. Well, car prices in a lot of like not more than car prices, I would say. Yeah, um, but definitely cars. What are your thoughts on like classic car prices? Um, coming up. Well, like I said, eighties and well, classic. How far do you want to say with classic? You okay. say like seven. Yeah, like boom, not, I'm talking about boomer my cars. Name, my okay, boomer cruisers. Well, those those, like. those are going down even as. Currently, like I said, I've seen net, uh, Nash Metropolitans go for less than ten thousand dollars now. Oh, right, but a Nash Metropolitan—that's like that little dinky. Yeah, uh, but those were still going for money, though. That's true. Because I, I, my friend Hallie, uh, she really likes those cars, mm-hmm. and apparently she's like, "Oh, you, you, you know, for a while you couldn't find one for under ten grand, and now, you know, since eighties and nineties cars are still in their bubble, and those cars are not, you know, there's not really too much of a market for that." You know, a lot of the old heads that own those are dying off now. There's less and less of a market for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I see those cars are still going down in price, except for like Meekum auction cars yeah. or Barrett Jackson. You know, those, but even then, like I'm seeing, you know, those like Dodge Daytonas and cars that were going for like a million dollars back mm-hmm. in the early 2000s, they're just not there anymore. Yeah. Um, like I said, 80s and 90s cars are still in their bubble. Um, What's up next is you're going to see early 2000s cars be the next up to be, you know, people want those again. You, mm-hmm. know, so you see less of uh, – because, you know, 
millennials now have their 80s and 90s cars they ever wanted. So now it's going to be Gen Z who, you know, grew up seeing like the cars of the early 2000s. You're going to see like the 04 rich, you know, second gen Escalades go for a lot of money. Thank you for introducing me to 04 rich. Uh, it is so good. Yeah. Um, so you're going to see like second gen Escalades, especially like, you know, a lot of the cars. For, you know what? What's really popular, like the Sopranos. You're going to see a lot of like cars mm-hmm. that were featured on the Sopranos. They're going to be going for a lot of money now. Like, you know, um, Tony Soprano's like first gen or not first gen, GMT 400, you know, Suburban, mm-hmm. second gen Escalade, you know, early 2000s. What was the Escalade Cooper, truck? Cooper, the es- oh, the EXT. Yeah. Those, I feel like, because, you know, they were almost like the Chevy Avalanche. I feel like those in good condition, like high, you know, highly optioned, like gold badges, because, you know, gold badges yeah. are very late 90s, early 2000s. Even Toyota did that. Oh, they did that With for their years. Camry, like yeah. their up-trimmed Camry, yeah. whatever it was, the, I don't know, I forget the tram, but they had gold badges yeah. on it. P- and also the Lexus that we did. Oh, mm-hmm. the Lexus, briefly, it's the I should have bought it, but briefly, when I was thinking about getting an LS430, mm-hmm. they were sub-10. Mm-hmm. Now they're high teens. For really nice examples, like yeah. under 200,000 miles. Like yeah. I said, because like 100,000, under finding an, like a Lexus V8 car with under 100,000 miles, like good luck. Yeah. Because the people who bought those cars just drove them and drove them and drove them. Yeah. You know Shout I mean? out. Okay. Justin Silverman said, yes, we can mention too many games. So All right, cool. uh, we will be guests of honor at this upcoming too many. I, I guess, I don't know if you mean guests of honor. He didn't say guests of honor. He just said guests. Guests. Whatever. But that means... <laughs> We yes, also we also get to have a panel at Too Many Games, so let don't me know what it's going to be about, but we'll think of something. Uh, if, if only we had a shared interest that we could talk about at length. <laughs> oh yeah! Um, before I forget, when you mentioned uh, travel, uh, Outer Banks, uh, I need you to do me a huge favor. There's this gas station. Hell yeah! Called Biscuits and Porn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, half the people I tell this to don't believe me. That's a real thing. But in the Outer Banks in Nags Head, there's a little gas station, and it's just called Biscuits and Porn. They, it's a regular gas station, but they do biscuit breakfast sandwiches and, you know, biscuit sandwiches, and they have porno mags. More or less, they're kind of just selling the name. Like, there's not a ton of porno mags there anymore, and they have an energy drink in there called Pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, they're mostly just selling the name, but there's tons of merch. There's T-shirts, stickers, beer koozies, and I have a shirt from Biscuits and Porn, and I wore it to FD, and I got a lot of people like, what are you doing with those biscuits? Like, huh, is that a real place? Because I, I really like uh, Goofy and just t-shirts that catch people's eyes. I'm wearing a Dan Camry t-shirt <laughs> for Christ's sake. And another good example was I have uh, – there's this company out in California that do the biohazard cleanup and they call it Crime Scene Cleaners. They mm. sell t-shirts. And remember I wore my Crime Scene Cleaners t-shirt one time and I had a waitress at a diner go, is that real? Is that a real thing? And I'm like, yeah. It's a real company out in California. They just sell t-shirts online to make side money. Because they have an Instagram, and it's literally they they post on there. It's like Crime Scene Cleaners Inc. on Instagram, and they just post like not like bodies, but like the cleanup, like oh someone like you know like a suicide, and there's like the decomp, and they have to clean that up, or yeah. like someone got shot, and there's like a bunch of blood outside of a gas station, or like yeah. cleaning this up, and they put like the difficulty level, yeah, and then, <laughs> hey, it's got a lot of followers, yeah. So, Super Chats, first I'm going to go to Cablebox, who had 999, no message, message was retracted, but thank you very much. Uh, very legal and very cool, 499, says, GMC Envoy XUV, the official car of QAnon. Did Brad from the Barber actually go to January 6th? Kind of fascinated by how grotesque of a person he seems. I have no idea who that is. So he says, and I don't doubt it, but he was probably way in the back. Um, this, this, did I tell you about Brad? Brad. 
Another local. He he's he's smarter than my uncle, and that says a lot. Oh my uh, God. He's my uncle. Like who is who is the, who is the who is the trifecta? It was Jim. He's my uncle Jim. He's dumb friend Brad, and their naive friend, who I kind of got along with. Because he was so simple, he was fun to drink with. And I would see him at Christmas time. Anyway, he's one of those like thin old men that survives primarily on liquor and uh, cigarettes. Yeah, liquor and cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, very he, keto. He was so he was so uncomplex. I mean, he did tell me to my face that he wished all gays would die. <laughs> The Christmas day at the Christmas table oh. after dinner though he waited until after oh, it was between <laughs> it was between dinner did he have and, a few drinks in him at that point just some beers I mean we didn't get into the boil until later mm-hmm. but it was between it was between dinner and before dessert and coffee where people were moving about so he mm-hmm. told me that so Brad at the barber shop says he was at January sixth if he did go he was way in the back and he's such a dullard that. He's so dumb, you could probably talk him into having gay sex. Oh, my God. He's one of these guys. Um, but he was, he was encouraged to retire from the U.S. Postal Service because he was caught on a ring, ring doorbell camera going into people's houses while they were away, while in his postal uniform and eating food out of their kitchen. But not just eating food, just making a sandwich. You're telling me that there's a bunch of people out there that just leave their doors unlocked? I guess the people think around here, oh, there's no crime around here. You know what I mean? And then Brad was trying doorknobs just to see. I mean, you know. You can't get away with shit like that. If you have a route and it's the same route every day, you learn when people are gone. ring, ring, Ring doorbells are so cheap nowadays. It's like. So the people who steal packages off of... Uh, yeah. It's like you can't get away with stuff like that anymore. Everyone yeah. has a ring doorbell now. You know, yeah. There's cameras everywhere. You can't get away with it. Yeah. So, so I don't know why people try it. Yeah. So not only did they have a ring doorbell, you know, you get the packages. It comes with a few extra cameras. They had one watching the inside, watching the kitchen. Because it's like my house, the the your, your, your side door just enters into the kitchen. So you just see them open. According to Frank the Barber... They saw him just open the fridge and then get a plate from the cupboard and assemble a sandwich. Oh, are you kidding there. me? Yeah. I would assume like he'd be sitting in one of those dudes eating like the shredded bag of cheese, like shredded <laughs> yeah. bag of shredded cheese, <laughs> halt, halt, yeah. and then just like, all day won't notice. No, their kid made a quesadilla at midnight. He's Back just taking his time making a sandwich. He didn't tell anybody. He said he was offered an early retirement and he jumped on that chance. Well, that was the thing. Because the people who caught him were so nice, they didn't want him to get him in trouble. So <laughs> that, yeah, that's some Pennsylvania stuff for you. It's like yeah. they don't, and it's like it's a damn. If Frank, they just probably think that like uh, he just doesn't have time to eat lunch on yeah. his rat. or like I, feel, I guarantee you, there are probably people who know their post office, you know, their postal man so often. They're like, if you need to take a leak, just let me know. Or just yeah. come in. Like that's some rural PA stuff. It's yeah. like. Because when I was doing in my old job, when I was doing deliveries, I had some of the nicest customers. Are like, not even even if you don't have to make a stop here, if you want some coffee or just need to take a leak, come on in. Yeah. Because in, 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 you know I've met people like that. So people, there will be humble people out here. 
All right, another super chat. This one from Cablebox, $5. Thank you so much. Any interest in doing a sightseeing flight around the bay in my RV-12 when you're out in San Francisco later yes. this year? Long time, first time, big fan and yes. all that. All right, well, I guess... Get so. my DMs, pick one, find one, say I have a plane in the Bay Area. Uh, to make things easier for you, you may have to go to a local airport. I know the cars that we are, we are going to do are in somewhere near Napa. So we're not near SF. We're, you know, out in the country, but... So you have a Vans or something. So that's a kit plane, right? Um, but it's a very nice one. I think if, if a Vans is... I don't want to call it like an exoset because it's not really an aerobatic. It's not an aerobatic plane. Are, are they wood or are they metal? I forget. Tony and Greg would know. Um, but yes, I am interested if it's... I, don't, I can't review your plane, but we will definitely film some stuff. Mm -hmm. I got to put Fred in the plane. I'll bet, I wonder. If, I wonder if his anxiety will allow. He, well, he doesn't really have. He, he, he's a very sort of homebody type guy. But maybe, maybe, but but he does do like risky stuff. I think he did zip lining or something like that, and and he did, he he knows how to fence. So that's a thing. So and he did take, niche hobbies. Yeah, he didn't. Ta no, Foster took taekwondo. What did? Fred take uh, Sambo. What's the Russian one that people talk about? I forget. It's funny the uh, the GMC Envoy comment, and yeah. it's very funny because they didn't make the XUV was the one that had the convertible, like not really a convertible, but it's like it would kind of turn into a truck. Where the sort of the back of the yeah, quad they had like thing. a bigger yeah. like the taillights were different. Yeah, and. Um, Funny enough, I know Watch JR Go had one of those. You know Watch JR Go? He lives out in Kansas, another YouTuber. I've heard of him. He's like friends is, with Hoovy's Garage. Is he a car guy or is he a I do everything kind of guy? He is mostly a car guy, but he's, he's I've seen him do other content. He's done a lot of bike content too. Okay. But he had an XUV and he did like an entire series of fixing the retractable rear roof. Oh, one of those. And it's funny, my, uh, I actually have a friend locally, my friend Eric, who lives. Uh, you know, southeast Pennsylvania. He bought one of those XUVs, and he got for like five hundred dollars, and it was working. The retractable rear, which I'm like, how? How do you find one of those, and it, the rear hatch works? Because mm. you have to use. I guess you have to use that enough, and if you don't, it probably everything gets too old and jammed up and cracked and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So someone probably actually used the retractable rear roof enough to the point where stuff stayed lubricated and not got brittle and stuff. Um. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, I do have another uh, super chat. Just one second. It, uh, you have a little window he, that came up down there. What does it say? Um, it's about how I'm dragging the thing into the uh, to do the bring the picture up because this is a picture one. So, oh, you can do drag and drop, and are you doing it in OBS? Yeah. Uh, show me. All right, so yeah, I, I thought you had to make an entirely new all right so, uh, instance down there, but, but it's allowing you to go right okay. down. There we go. And then bring it here. All right. It says I'm going to make it a source. And I'm going to hold off on that until I read the question because this one uh, is from Old Grease Monkey. Says, um, $10. Thank you so much. I'm freshening up a 1972 Cadillac Eldorado convertible. Which do you think looks better? The 70 to 72 with round headlights or 73 onward with square headlights? So this is the round boy. Okay. All right. Um, 
And now let's bring up the square John. I think you can also resize them. You can grab the corners of the screen. Oh yeah, I could. And so, put both of them on the screen at the same time. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Technology. So, do I want square, like, or do I want round? Yeah, square um, or round. What's it going to be? You know, I'm going square because the body is square. And, but I'm stuck in a kind of like, that's what the Eldorado was, because that's what I used to see a lot. I'm team round. Okay. I like round. Round, round yeah. I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah. I feel like, I think this, I think, was the, was, was the, the round earlier ones? No. Uh, yeah, the round So, was I remember the, in United States, the, uh. The DOT, they allowed like square headlights. Remember, it was like the early, like late sixties or something like that, or maybe the early seventies. You have to you have to look that up. But I know, and I, I watched uh, some video about like headlights in America, and I remember all headlights had to be the same. They all had to be circular. And I remember in the late sixties or the early seventies, they're like, you're allowed to do squares. And since like cars are becoming more boxy, yeah, everyone went to square headlights. Yep. So the square headlights were definitely more of a trendy look. You know, that was the thing to modernize old cars back then. It's like now we can do square headlights like what they do in Europe. Yeah. So. Yeah. But they still had to be not composite. They still had to be uh, sealed beam. Sealed beam, correct? Mm -hmm. You could have. It wasn't until I believe '85 you were allowed to do composite headlights. Because mm -hmm. that's why, like, remember the first gen Taurus was like one of the first American cars yeah. that had composite headlights, and that was one of the few, like, 80s cars that really stood out because it looked more like a 90s car. Yeah. Because if you look at, like, the first-gen Taurus and then, like, other American cars at the time, it looks nothing mm -hmm. like other American... Like, the, the, the first-gen Taurus really was a staple. Like I said, that's why I was in... Uh, oh, what's that movie? Uh, Robocop. Yeah. Like, that was, like car of the future because it's like oh it's got composite headlights and mm -hmm. it was more rounded off so that was like the start of like more rounded off cars mm -hmm. in the early 90s yeah so that's what kind of started the trend of less boxy more roundy yeah so um those technology connections that did the episode of he american headlights i watched you also did a, a an episode about um america and how they you're still allowed to have red turn signals in the rear 2023, you're still allowed to have uh, red turn signals in the back, which is insane to me. Yeah. We have LED headlights and, you know, so much technology, yet we're still getting away with red turn signals. I don't know why we haven't caught up with it. You know, it made sense for, like, the 50s and 60s uh -huh. where, you know, it's cars were a lot more simple back then. You could probably mm -hmm. get away. But I think even in Europe back then, you still needed amber turn signals. That's a good question. I don't know when they, they went to amber pre-EU. It had to be probably country by country. I know. Um, uh, quick shout out to Justin Silverman says, yes, okay, RCR will be at too many games. It'll be June 23rd, 24th, 25th. Justin Silverman says we are allowed to have an RCR car meet. Logic dictates we should do it on the 24th in the morning. Have it be a cars and coffee style. Uh, have it before, because I think too many games opens at like 10... So if we have it at like nine, all right. 
And then where in the parking lot, I don't know, but it's the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. There's parking lots on parking lots on parking lots on in that park, place. Yeah. So, so not a problem. We'll make we'll do paper plate awards again. I have to make sure my portable speaker works <laughs> so I can announce that with bring one bring probably the bring, that bring the microphone along so I can plug it in. And get a video and, out of it. Yes, get a video of that. In fact, that video may be. We have like two videos out of it. No, wait, that is, that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that video would probably have to go up like the third or something like that. No worries. Um, um, that might be the video that just gives me some breathing room because. I'm gonna go from from that to another trip, so yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, new super chat from who? <laughs> yeah, um, assault. Ninety percent of gambling addicts quit before they hit big. If you'd win a million dollars, what are you doing? Are you gonna retire early or still doing what you're doing? Me personally, I keep doing this because it's fun. You you Same. need cash flow. A million dollars ain't shit nowadays. Exactly. It's really not. I, I, I heard a million. I'm like I'm like that. He'd probably you'd probably just buy like a bigger house and like another car or two. You know what I mean? Because a million dollars is what's a million dollars nowadays. Um, you know what I mean? It probably has it's an okay house. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 oh, I get a three-car garage instead of a two-car garage. Yeah, there you go. Like, okay, am I going to have to report this as income? Because if we're talking in the real world, uh, if I get a windfall like that, count on uh, the federal government wanting 40% of that. Yeah, it's going to be So six, I did not get that, so I get 600000 So what am I going to do with 600000 exactly. uh, right. Like I said, a lot of people don't understand is that like when you get money, you need cash flow. You need... Mm-hmm. So you can't just have money. You need no. to have money and then make money. Now, what I could do it is just dump it all in the Goldman Sachs. You could because make, buy as many, you know yeah, I mean? and start making dividends. cash flow. Yeah, yeah. there pe- you go. People don't realize cash flow. People yeah. think, oh, a lot of money. It's like, yeah, but what do you do when you spend all the money? When you buy things that require, because everything's a service nowadays. You know, mm-hmm. you don't just buy. You don't buy products anymore. Everything's a service. Mm-hmm. So it's like even if you buy a house now you got you got a whole bunch of property yeah, tax you paying exactly what do you do with a million dollars pay off property tax property tax bills yeah. rainy day fund yeah put it in a in a trust and let it gain interest yeah Roth IRA yeah uh, well you can't do Roth IRA you're limited to how much money you can put into a Roth put it in your four hundred one k if you wanted to yeah there you go you know what I mean because uh, like I said it, like I said it's a million dollars ain't shit say if it first was of all like, you're paying an accountant saying how can I hold on to this where can mm-hmm. I put it. <laughs> I know you said you wanted me to like buy a few things. You know what? I'm really not. Probably the smartest thing to do with that is to, uh, well, whatever I'm spending that money on has to make money. Exactly. Yeah. I could buy cash, cash flow. Yeah. You have to, when you have income, you have to, you know, when you have money, you have to have more cash flow to go. Yeah. I want that. I want the money that's leaving to come back and bring friends Exactly. With that's why a lot of people who win the lottery like lose it all because it's like they don't understand they don't the concept. Understand. They're yeah. like, oh, now I have money. It's like, now I don't have to work. And then they go ahead and spend it on a house. Now, like, now I don't have enough money to pay off the house. And yeah, suddenly you've got to heat that house. Exactly. Yeah. People don't see the bigger picture and it's like, if someone said like a million dollars like in the 90s, that can get you more. You know what I mean? But a million dollars today, it's like, that's just going to help you help with bills <laughs> like you know yeah. what I mean a million dollars say is nothing if you said something like you know Elon Musk money or something like that like that's yeah now you're buying senators exactly I find it funny like looking back there was Ted DiBiase the million dollar, the million dollar man, man which yeah. is funny because anytime Hulk Hogan 
referenced him in promos, he would always say, the multi-million dollar man. Because Hulk mm. Hogan was making real motherfucking money back then. Yeah. So he knew the difference <laughs> of, like, say, of what a million dollars is versus many millions of dollars. And yeah. for that gimmick to work, you can't think his net worth is just a million dollars. Right. But back then, Ted DiBiase, like Vince McMahon basically gave him free reign to be... Because so, he gave him... I, I think in his autobiography, Ted DiBiase said that Vince McMahon gave him like his personal sort of like his business account to kind of like use for whatever so that he can maintain the gimmick in public. Yeah. Because you can't be the million dollar man on TV and then be driving like a LeBaron around, yeah. you know, freaking Connecticut or whatever. Yeah. You have to look the part. So yeah, it's very odd. Was, um, was Vince McMahon trying to make a Ric Flair out of him? Um, I would think so, and I, the story that I always heard, and I think Ted DiBiase confirmed it, even though not everybody necessarily agrees with it, is that Ted DiBiase was supposed to win the title at WrestleMania four, but mm. then, um, and this is before bad guys would win in the main event of WrestleMania, usually it was always good guys winning, but... Um, then the Honky Tonk Man, who was the Intercontinental Champion at the time. <laughs> I forgot about the Honky Tonk he, Man. He refused to drop the title to Randy Savage. So to make good for refusing, or to make good to Randy Savage, they're like, we're just going to put the title on, the world title on Savage. So that, and then run with, you know, that as a program. And so, you know, it's, and I get where Honky Tonk Man was coming from. It's like, Creative was like, well, we don't really have anything for you after we had you drop this title. It's like, well, if this is the only thing keeping me relevant, then I'm not going to lose it. Mm. You know, and then he ends up losing it like a year later in the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Or well, no, a few months later. What was this gimmick other than he's a, he's a store brand Elvis? There is no other gimmick. Okay. Well, he's, a, he's an Elvis impersonator who, <laughs> you know, it, 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 the running gag with him was that, like, he would hold on to the title, but he would never actually win the matches because titles don't change hands by disqualification or count. And so he was always getting either counted out or disqualified, usually disqualified, when the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, would interfere <laughs> um, with his megaphone and everything. But yeah, and that's why like it was so genius when Warrior beats him because the whole idea is that Honky Tonk Man has been the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time, year and a half, and then... Ultimate Warrior just comes in and, like, destroys him in, like, 88 seconds or something like that. And the whole idea is that there was no time for a honky-tonk man's fucker. He just, Ultimate Warrior literally just runs down to the ring and just, like, clotheslines him a couple times and then jumps on him and that's it. Like, it's, you know, cutting the Gordian knot <laughs> rather than trying to figure out some way to account for Jimmy Hart's cheating. It's like, you account for it by beating him so quickly, you mm. can't do anything about it. It is embarrassing how much I know about all this stuff. <laughs> um, I was actually looking up something more automotive-related, and I'm trying to get the image on screen. While you're looking at that, I'll t um, we got a super chat from Old Grease Monkey. Oh, nice. says, uh, the best car I had growing up was a 1997 Ford Taurus station wagon. Not only was it a wagon, but... But for aim, but for for aimed reason. What do you mean? But for the reason, maybe it had the double overhead cam Duratec V6. It was an ADOT, which I'm not sure. Maybe that's Alabama Department of Transportation Fleet Care. So we scored it at an auction. So 
So it had the Duratec V6, but I'm assuming not oh. the Yamaha head and engine. I think. Oh, he's saying it was an A dot fleet car. I think A dot is actually Arizona. Okay. Maybe I think I think it is Arizona. Um, that's the Jelly Bean, the Bubble era Taurus. Yeah, that's the generation you always see. Is it? I, I don't know if it's just me. About eighty five percent of the time, I see that generation Taurus, or like the next, where it's still like bubbly, is always filled to the brim in the back with like newspapers and cat food. Yeah, and the, at the rear end is collapsed. Yeah. I don't know why Hoarder that's car. Yeah. For some reason, hoarders love Tauruses. Yeah. The official ca- cheap. the official car of hoarders are Tauruses. And I remember growing up, for some reason, I feel like anytime I saw like a Taurus wagon, I'm like, that's the car like an English teacher would drive. Mm-hmm. Like a middle school or a high school English teacher. Yeah. Taurus wagon. When I think English teacher from like high school, I'm like, the love seltzer. They're like the kind of people that would have like a case of like LaCroix in the back. Was LaCroix even around in the 90s? I think in the 2000s, maybe. Okay. So when I think like, gro- like growing up. listening to Brian Setzer Orchestra. Like growing, you know. Pennsylvania 6, 5,000. I don't know what it is. Because like I said, hoarder cars, they love that. And like the Mercury Sable. Yeah, they hoarder car. They because it, it's always funny because every time I'd see them, they'd be fill, filled in the back with newspapers and like cat food and like mm. adult diapers, <laughs> and then just collapse in the rear. Yeah, the scratch off since 1980. Get out! Yeah. Wow, really? Terrible. Oh, thank you, so. Grease Monkey. Uh, <laughs> Budai yeah. Scotch. Uh, hi, RCR. We live in Western Canada, so I doubt I can go to Pennsylvania anytime soon. <laughs> But I bought a 1989 Chevy Beretta GT. Would you be interested? Of course I'm interested in that car, but since you're out in... When you say Western Canada, do like you mean Vancouver? British Columbia? I mean, are we talking Saskatchewan? Alberta is your Midwest. Alberta is your Texas. There's Saskatchewan, there's Manitoba, Prince Edward Island, Northern Territories... Is it formerly the Yukon? Ontario. So I'm guessing if you say Western Canada, you mean British Columbia. Um, so, hmm. I mean, maybe if they could come down when you're in Portland. Well, I, the oh, Portland trip, you're packing a lot yeah. into that trip. So short answer is, hey, enjoy your Chevy Beretta GT. I don't think we'll I can. Mean, we yeah. could probably find one local. Yeah, you know I mean, for, for what I've noticed is a lot of front wheel drive. He is in Alberta, so that's Alberta. kind of your, I guess, Western. Maybe, I hope I'm not feeling I, bad that I think of Alberta as the Canadian Midwest and they think of it <laughs> as the West in the same way that people in Nebraska think they're in the West. You're not. No, Nebraska is the Midwest. Where, which, um, when I think like Kansas is the Midwest, that's not the West. It's it's the end of the Midwest because like yeah. once you enter Oklahoma, that's like the West. Yeah, you, know you, I mean? you, you got how close are you to the Rockies? Really? Yeah, um, Rockies is the West. But yeah, when I think Beretta GT, and it, you could definitely find one around here because for some reason uh, there's a Facebook group called Front, Classic Front Wheel Drive GM, mm. and I would say. 95% of the members are in the Midwest or rural Pennsylvania. Mm. I don't know what it is, but it, you know how, like, uh, Oldsmobile Sierras, why they, they, I still see them a lot around here. 
Yeah. And it seems like people in the Midwest really liked their front-wheel drive GM cars. But, it, it, you know, every time I visit the Midwest, the people out there, like, love, you know, because it's Detroit. It's like, you know, yeah. we built the cars here. So, yeah. like, when I visited Detroit, I felt very out of place in my Avalon. Mm. Like, every driving through Detroit, it's like the amount of Japanese cars you see you can count on, like, your hand. Mm-hmm. Just driving through Detroit. It's like you'll see more Hyundais and Kias than, like, a Toyota or a Nissan or a mm-hmm. Honda. So uh, Matthew Benny says, uh, no, no, Alberta is the Texas of Canada in a good way. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I was right. Yeah. Texas of Canada. Old Grease Monkey. I guess AL dot, so probably Alabama dot, mm. I, I guess. Uh, so this I found, apparently uh, we're getting some, we're, we're, we're not getting it. It's Toyota is doing uh, battery and hydrogen resto mods of the 886. And it's something that isn't really going to make it into production, but I still thought it was interesting. And for no other reason than, you know, you're essentially trying to build a a publicity campaign around giving people a car that they would presumably want in a more modernized version, but by not actually giving it to them. Mm. Because these are essentially um, concepts. But not necessarily made for production. Um, but it's funny because it's like the motor for, uh, let's see, preserve a lot of it. Yeah, Toyota clearly took pains to preserve a lot of the original 886 driving experience uh, because apparently that motor could be making as little as 48 horsepower, less than half the original. Um, also, previous battery is just not going to get you very far. So, I mean, again, it's kind of like a mostly cosmetic um Resto mod, if for no other reason than because it's not going to be much of a sprinter mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, I don't know. I like this idea because there's, well, I would like it if it were actually more, I don't know, if it had more grit to it. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, you're essentially like this is going to happen to all cars eventually. Mm-hmm. Like I was reading that, you know, in the with all the different like bills being introduced to get cars all electric by 2035. Yeah. Now you're starting to have like the reverse bills where people are in Wyoming. I think there's like a bill. Oh, that. Yeah. To like ban electric. That's not, that's just, that's political grandstanding. We've seen that before when our governor Corbett said, I'm going to cut the education budget for 50%. That's something like the, the hot, the lower the stakes, the lower the stakes, the higher the drama. So you just say something that isn't going to happen to get people riled up to distract them from something else. Now, this is me getting a little bit conspiracy theory. I don't but think you're wrong. I think it's if a politician or any other group makes this outrageous statement, it's to get eyeballs on them for good or ill. No press is bad press. So get them excited about this. So known you a long time, Boba. <laughs> One thing I can't figure. What's your angle? <laughs> so, there's an angle to that and it has nothing to do with I don't want any electric cars. You cannot hold the tide. You cannot You cannot hold the tide back with a broom. Exactly. Yet I have. <laughs> yeah. God, that's a lot. I forgot. Like, I was... 
I forget what we were talking about. Someone says, like, what's the best movie you've seen in a while? And it takes a lot for me to like, like, a modern movie. Yeah. But that Blade Blade Runner, whatever the latest. Yeah, I love that. I, I agree. For, for some reason, uh, most of the movies I enjoy from the 80s, 90s, and the very early 2000s. I think, like, right around the recession was we started seeing just, like, there's just not a lot of movies, like, I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think because I think when you think movies that I like, it's like oh, half of it has to be nostalgia factor. It's like like a good example. My favorite movie of all time is The Blues Brothers. Hell but, yeah! But like incredible movie. But I think half of the reason why I really like it is because I watch that with my father a lot. Mm, yeah. So, but that's like the one movie I could watch every day and not get tired of it. Yeah, it, but it's like <laughs> so. How how old are Amos? What's your budget? Uh, yeah, twice, and I need to wreck a hundred cars. It's like why? Oh, and we need we need uh, we need to get every little every greatest blues musician. Yeah, yeah. We need a helicopter and a tank. Um, so, and just uh, cocaine. How much of it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> to make that movie, yes. we'll carry as sure much as you can for get. <laughs> well, she'll work for the cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she needs a bazooka. Yeah. She needs a bazooka and an armalite. Yeah. We just promised to get her a weekend away from Paul Simon and she agreed. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean I I mean I recently watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which mm. is like an awards contender this year. And mm. it's got um it, it's a multiverse saga of one Isn't it like some Asian woman who like gets sucked into like multiple versions of herself? Yeah, basically. Yeah, Kurt Kurt really wants me to watch that movie and I'm like I feel like one of those movies where you have to be like mentally dedicated to pay attention or yes, otherwise you get it lost. It's very much like it is one of the most mm-hmm. bizarre movies I've ever seen. It's actually fairly challenging and I don't say that because it's necessarily difficult to understand, but just that it unfurls in an untraditional is it, way. Is it me, or I feel like a lot of movies are written to be as background noise, just so people could sit on their phones? Yes. Mm. Um, and that's why like a lot of the movies this year that are kind of awards contenders are the sort of challenging ones. Like, I watched The Banshees of Inishirin, which mm-hmm. is, you know, a very Irish, very, it's set in the 1920s, and it's like a guy who decides that he doesn't want to be best friends with his best friend anymore refuses to talk to him and actually says like if you continue to persist in trying to like talk to me I'm going to start cutting off each one of my fingers one day at a time or each time you talk to me and just deliver them right to me and you know that's more or less what he starts doing and it's this weird thing of like alright why doesn't he want to be his friend anymore what's going on this very solipsistic sort of film of wanting to um, quantify the very depths of the despair that comes with aging and with wanting to create some sort of lasting legacy. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, you know, meditative film, but it's not something that you can be on your phone for. Either. Yeah. Right. Because I feel like there's a lot of movies the last 10 years, it's like, this was just written to be background noise, and it's like, you can yep. sit on your phone, and it's like, it's like every every 30 seconds, like, oh, what's happening now? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it's easy like, to fall along type shit. That... That Chris Pratt vehicle, Passengers, Ew. where, yeah, it's just like Castaway. The best part of that movie was Martin Sheen as the android bartender. That was great. And it's just, oh, some dickhead. And it's preposterous that the female character, who's, I can't remember the thank you, uh, would forgive him because he really did the dickish thing in the world. And they couldn't avoid having a magical Negro in it, in the form, thank you, Lawrence Fishburne, for... You know, he's going to get paid um, for just showing up, 
It's like the only competent character in the entire movie. Oh no! But he doesn't even does the does the um not deep impact. Uh, what's the one where they go to the center of the earth and restart the earth and the black guy sacrifices himself? Oh, sunshine. Himself? No. Oh, yes, the there's the that. Core. The core. Yeah. Wait. The, yeah, it's the core. But the, also, does a black person sacrifice himself in sunshine? I want to say it was the Asian person who sacrificed themselves in sunshine, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen sunshine in a really long time. Yeah. Um, Passengers would be so much better if uh, Lawrence Fishburne su- survives, Chris Pratt sacrifices himself and just flies into space and, and you know is fine with that, traveling at light speed, and just flies off. And then uh, the white woman is saved, and Lawrence Fishburne, they figure out how to repair the, they figure out how to repair the beds, and then just go back. And then he they rename the ship the I don't know the Star Lord or something, <laughs> and then that ends of it because it, it, it's hard to wrap your mind around. Look, no, suddenly I love you so much. Let's live out the rest of our lives and go maddeningly insane living on this starship. There is nobody in the world that I could be like however long just two people and I guess an android bartender yeah. to kind of keep company and even that. Um, yeah, it would make more sense at the end of it that they figure out how to use, like, the bio bed. I can turn this into a hibernation chamber and you can go to sleep and wake up. She's so like, yes, I do that. I'll never forget you. And uh, he goes has uh, he goes and has one last drink with Martin Sheen. He gets in the, uh, the space suit and just goes, says, I'm going to go take a walk. Mm. And just, whew, he's gone. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm at peace with this. My issue with that movie is the issue that I'm having with a lot of modern movies. I have good intentions for it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But so, I don't think I've seen a movie from 2022 where I didn't immediately think I could cut a half an hour out of this. Like, yeah. I know exactly where you Just like an extra shot of people talking. Again. I know Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. Yeah, even with Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is like very unique and you know non-traditional... I was still thinking, once it was over, I'm like, you easily could have cut 20 minutes out of that and lost nothing. And mm-hmm. it would have been a much leaner, more propulsive film. You think it's just a lot of just, like, extra shots and just, like... Well, no, it's it's rehashing certain things over Oh, I see. It's like, there's a climactic, you know, scene, and then there's, like, a post-climax, which serves as, like, a second climax. Yeah. Kind of. And I'm just kind of like, that's... You're just sort of reiterating. You can almost condense it down. Now, granted... It's still very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a movie with like awards in it shaped like butt plugs, and you've got yeah. all this weird stuff of you know people fighting with dildos or going to a universe where their hands are hot dogs yeah. or fingers are hot dogs. It's very weird and very funny, um, but also very emotional. And it drops you into the world and yeah. starts talking about these concepts in ways that assumes you'll, you're already aware of them. I have to pee. Go for it. Um, but yeah. I guess we'll wait for Brian to get back for that super chat. Someone did ask what Avalon I have. I have a 2003 XLS. Um, have not driven it in a while because um, even though it's half decent on gas, my uh, Lexus GS430, which is a lot worse on gas, that's not horrible on the highway. It's just a lot more fun to drive. And uh, even though like the Avalon's more roomy, which... People like to call it the American Buick or the Japanese Buick. Uh, just the GS is just way more fun to drive, even though it's way worse on gas. 
But like I said, I only say way worse because it's like around town. But like if I, I like I did a road trip down to Atlanta and that, and the gas mileage was not half bad. But yeah, Avalon's kind of. And also, we've been having a very extremely mild winter. They put salt down and it washed away in less than a week. So I'm still driving the the GS, and even though it's on summer tires, like it's you know it's whatever. Driving around town is fine. Um, but I would like to get my Avalon moving again eventually. Um, just because it's a good on gas and it's it's not a half bad car. So. Oh wait, I, I just realized I still have these. <laughs> Toyota's on the screen. Uh, oh. Me doing things. Yeah, classic. I'm um, surprised someone even bothered to ask what kind of Avalon I have. Put my pants on on the first floor. Most people don't care about Avalons. I don't know. I wanted one because it was, oh, it's as comfortable as a Crown Vic, but uh, better on gas. <laughs> More reliable. Even though Crown Vicks are super reliable, I just wanted Toyota reliability because I know what's going to go wrong and I know what's going to mm. last. You know what I mean? Whereas when I had my Crown Vic, that was my first Ford product and the things that went bad just, uh, I'm like, I'm not used to this. I'm used to, you know, Toyota problems. All right. So super chat from Kevin Romano, $5. Thank you so much. Glad to catch you live. Would you review an 07 Grand Marquis to round out the Panther body reviews? Elevator pitch, it's the most boring one. I've seen them from time to time, and on a long enough timeline, we're going to have to talk about the Grand Marquis. <sighs> I almost um, bought one recently. Yeah? A friend of mine down in North Carolina had one. Uh, he was building it as a drift car, wow. or something like that. I don't know. It was like it was daily, and he got bored of it. So he, he lives out in North Carolina where the roads are better. Mm-hmm. So he had it on coilovers and put Corvette wheels on it. And that, so which he uh, is a bolt pattern the same? No, oh. the Corvettes are five by one twenty point sixty five. Mm. So technically BMW pattern because like BMW like the point sixty five like you can put BMW wheels on it. Like it's so little space in that like mm. it's not a huge huge deal. Um, uh, is it going to hurt your ability to balance the tire? Or is it going to be I don't, I don't stress know. in the edge? Stress on the lugs more or less. So it's uh, like you could do like wobble bolts. I don't like that. Um, I, I think he's, like I that think what, it, what, he, what he has is adapters on it, though. F- uh, 5x114 to 5x120.65. Uh, so he just, it was like his, you know, his daily. He's like, this thing's boring. So he just put on a coilovers, lowered it, put on Corvette wheels, and I was going to buy it from him. But the trans, he, the only reason why I was going to buy it from him is because he wanted like 800 bucks for it because the transmission went out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I know a guy in Philly who specializes in manual swapping Panther body cars. And I'm like, it'd be fun if I took, because I've always wanted to build a drift car. And mm-hmm. I, but anytime I look at like regular people who, you know, like 350s, I'm like, I don't want that. You know, mm-hmm. S13 is too expensive. And I feel like, you know, Panther bodies would be a fun drift car. Um, cause I'm f- pretty familiar with, with, uh, Panther bodies and I feel like they'd be a fun drift car. But then I just, I think he sold it. So, mm. but, um, cause I used to have a 96 Crown Vic and I loved the thing to death. And I think about getting a, another Crown Vic or just a Panther body in general, mm. like maybe a town car, like a late model town car. That'd be nice. Um, they're just, they're yeah, just comfortable. The suspension in the back with regular mm-hmm. monorails back there. Yeah. My, my Crown Vic was converted to springs in the rear. It's, mm. they still drive nice, you know, just a bench seat car. Will Down has a question. I'm thinking about... Did you just answer this one? I'm thinking about getting another car, and I'm tired of dumping money into my Honda Fit. What? Why are you... How? What is going wrong with your Honda, Honda Fit? Fit, I know. Is but, it a first-gen uh, or a second-gen Honda Fit? Right. I'm dumping money... Unless you have a lemon. I'm looking at either an Avalon, 
good. Or a Lexus ES from the late 90s or early 2000s. Both good. Take a yeah. pick, honestly. Take so the pick. only thing with those those cars is if you don't change the... So Toyota's, you probably know this, they like their transmission fluid changed almost as much mm-hmm. as oil changes. Like Toyota's, they like their fluid changed every forty to 60,000 miles. You know, not changed, miles. but just a drain and fill. Because the problem with Toyota's is if you don't change the transmission fluid enough, the solenoids get gunked up. So the so biggest even, even with my forerunner? Probably might be a little bit different. I think it's the front wheel drive transmissions. Okay. Might but it's like if the fluid was never changing that, you're probably going to run into solenoid problems. Mm. But other than that, those the, the one MZs they put on the ESs and the Avalons, they're bulletproof. Because mm. they put those in the Lexus RXs too. Mm. The Highlanders, bulletproof V6 engine. Okay, good. Um, it's just the transmissions if you don't change if you don't do a drain and fill like every once in a blue moon, okay. you're gonna have solenoid problems. And is it a so, special? Is it one of these things where you have to use a Toyota ATF? I mean, I yeah, suggest. Your tells me that you probably just should yeah, use just a Toyota. Yeah, just go. Head. I mean, uh, at the Toyota dealership I used to work at, they all used Wolf's Head mm. transmission fluid. I don't know. Mm. Like I said, I, I know like Hondas are a little bit more picky with their transmission fluid because I know like V6 automatic Hondas, they like their Honda genuine transmission fluid. Um, because uh, the reason why I got my Avalon so cheap is that it had the solenoid problem, which it's not a huge deal because dropping the pan at one of those and um, putting a new solenoid is not that uh, bad. It's just the solenoids are a little expensive. Mm-hmm. New solenoids from Toyota are $250 plus. That do what? Uh, transmission solenoids. Oh, okay. So but for some reason, those are really expensive from Toyota. So if you go to the junkyard and you see like a V6 camera, you're like an Avalon or an ES, and you look under it, most likely the transmission pan is gone and someone has taken either the full valve body or solenoids out of it. Yeah, we're getting some uh, vaporwave glitches going on here. Thank yeah, you for it's, bringing that to my attention. It's doing the glitch thing that was doing the last time. Are you seeing it on your end on the raw feed? Yes. Um, oh, it, there. It's very... Um, it's, it's not as consistent, at least in my experience, as it is, I think, for them. Um, All right. But, so yeah, I'm I see guessing, the I'm guessing my first guess is cable. So when I get the new cables, we'll see if that's doing it again. Yeah. You know, it's just an Amazon cable, so I'm going to change it with a different one. I don't really care. At this <laughs> point, I can move my – the camera looks good, and if it glitches from time to time, the fuck do I care? It doesn't drop the, yeah. the thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, I have, uh, like I said, my 03 uh, Avalon. L- love the car to death. It's very comfortable, very reliable. But like I said, you'd, you'd want to find one owned by a grandmother. You know what I mean? Someone, so an old person who actually took it in and did the maintenance. Because finding like like a hood, like a hood, one in the hood that's been just raw dogs and yeah. just no no maintenance, avoid those. But very comfortable cars. The the one MZ V6 and those are very reliable. Like I said, even if you could find like a Lexus RX. Mm-hmm. Or like a Highlander, same with the V6. They're all worth your time. Mm-hmm. Like first and second gen RXs, like they're, you know, getting cheap now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, and they're the second and first gen RX is like one of the few crossovers to me that makes sense because mm-hmm. they're quiet, comfortable, and have a decent amount of space. You know what I mean? Same with the first gen CRV, quiet, comfortable, a lot of space. Where mm-hmm. it's like a lot of model crossovers, I'm like, it's more style than it is purpose. Gotcha. So. um yeah, I honestly just recommend finding a Toyota or Lexus with a 1MZ. Go ahead. And if you're having problems with your Honda Fit, which is like... He says everything is... He has problems with everything. Everything. Well, okay. Well, well whatever. I mean, yeah. if, if, he's, if he's telling the truth, then that's a lemon car. 
And yes, get rid of it. Um, stick, if you, yeah. do you have a stick shift, stick shift. I know. If you have a manual Honda Fit, it's worth something. You know, it's, someone out there is yeah. gonna 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 want it because the uh, the people who like Honda Fits and want Honda Fits want manual Honda Fits. Mm-hmm. Um, I see someone people are talking about uh, Panther body cars. I have a, you know, old grease monkey said I have a 2000 grand key. Just, just, just misfiring. Mis- just misfiring. misfiring. Okay. Huh. So that's spark, it, uh, spark, mass air, spark, mass air. Those things are coil on pack. Mm-hmm. If, if it's misfiring on all cylinders, that's a problem. It's just misfiring on one. If it's just misfiring and it's just only one cylinder, it could be just one coil pack. But if he's already repaired a whole bunch of stuff, he may do a compression just- test. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> do a compression test. Find out if that car got really hot and it's at one do, point. Yeah, do a compression test. Yeah. If you if you're having problems like that, a Honda Fit, do a compression test. Because um, I know it's like you might have a coil problem, but it's like I would do a compression test. If you've using, like, I've fixed everything. Do a compression test. Yeah. See where you go go from there. Because like I wouldn't be surprised if it's like 100, 130, yeah. 100. You know what I mean? That wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. If you so, just have it. Just have a, a line on the gauge on on your. Uh... Gosh, I have a compression tester and I don't know where it is. Yeah, and that's the you pull that thing out on a uh, on when you're looking at a car that you want. It's like, mm-hmm. do you mind if I this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, leave. Lie detector. The lie detector. Yeah. yeah. Mind if we do a compression yeah. test? Uh, yes, I would yeah. mind. Uh, well, First of all, they get freaky that you start taking spark plugs out. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we're going to do yeah. this every time. I got my jump pack. Oh, I don't want to drain the battery. Well, that's okay. I have a portable jump pack right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will Down says, I replaced the ignition coil spark plugs. The mechanic is doing compression test. Uh, yeah, next time we do a podcast, let us know how. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear those numbers. <laughs> yeah. So is putting your thing up from no reserve on bring a trailer just the new big dick flex that everyone's doing i love it yeah because i i just was looking around on bring a trailer and the amount of people who are sort of like there's a 57 thunderbird up there that's five thousand seven hundred dollars so far on no reserve Mm -hmm. and i'm kind of like thinking how many people are actually losing their ass going no reserve versus how many people are actually seeing their value increase in any meaningful way. It just mm-hmm. seems like the kind of thing where you kind of just want to be rid of the car almost. Well, I mean, I'm of the opinion, and I'm of Matt Farah's opinion, that if you if you go on Bring a Trailer or Cars and Bids with any car, and you put it up for no reserve, you will get the fair market price. Because mm-hmm. you are throwing such a wide net by just putting it on, on both of those sites... Because there, no matter what you have, there are people who have alerts for that car. You will get eyeballs on your car, and you will get the true market price of your vehicle on this day. Granted, yes, you can have make sure your um, your auction ends on a Thursday or Friday. Very good. If you have a convertible, make sure the auction ends in late spring. And people are really excited for the summer to have their convertible. Mm-hmm. Same goes with motorcycles. If you're looking to buy a motorcycle, you buy one now in the depths of winter when not many people have the itch to buy a motorcycle. That's why I'm looking for a convertible 60, 61 to 64 Galaxy right now. Um, oh, 
I gotta call Karen, the accountant, and find. I just out. I just saw that. What did you people see? People are book? selling wheels on Bring a Trailer. Wheels, now. On just wheels. Just I, I, always, I always see ridiculous prices right? for Mercedes AMG wheels. What wheels did you see? There, uh, Porsche nine nine six wheels. Oh my god! I can't believe they're just letting just because not only are they are they like uh, duping the market on cars, but now just parts. Well, yeah, it's not even the most ridiculous thing I saw up there. Sometimes they sell engines. Uh, there is um, a coyote engine just was up recently. I don't know what was so. Special. Oh, not a, a Rivian <laughs> Ferrari five seven five Super America luggage set. Now the thing is with bring a trailer, like every single one of these things has to be approved. So they said yes, we would like this on bring a trailer. We more like it. we're gonna. It's worth our time to list this now because mm-hmm. our cut will be blank, and someone it's not even the in Southern California is gonna mm-hmm. pay for this, and he's a friend of like. Uh, Lieberman or Ferristein, 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 Jerry, you know, that. Uh, you don't even need a trailer anymore. It's like, oh, just golf bat. We're going to yeah. start selling like weird niche, like de- like dealer accessory options, like on Bring a Trailer. I'm like, these are things you could ship in the mail. You know what I mean? Or pick up in your F-150. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Bring a Trailer. It's like, uh I don't know. Yeah, it definitely is the camera doing the glitching because when you drug that into the screen, the uh, it freaked out. The video, well, actually, yeah, do it again. Drop it in. Someone says, "Is, is the the Venza just a Camry crossover? It's more of a Sienna without rear sliding doors, and it's lowered on big wheels." My mom used okay. to work for Toyota. Okay, now you got the. Yeah, hold it still. Okay. And let's see if it glitches as you're moving it around. All right. I didn't say move it around. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, we're looking in the past. Oh, all right. Don't do nothing. Sit on your hands. There we go. Okay, so I'm watching it. Do I see any glitches? I'm looking at the luggage to see if that frame glitches. Because if it doesn't, it means OBS and the computer is not the problem. And there was the glitch. So it's, the, it's either the camera or the cable. Right. So I'm going to get up and unplug the camera. You keep that... Uh, luggage. On the screen. Yeah. All right. Removing the can. Removing the feed now. It's gonna be back. Plugging it back in. Just enjoy some Ferrari luggage from Bernie Trailer. Mm-hmm. All right. Camry cross tour. Don't you mean the Accord cross tour? Uh, it's not really a crossover. It's more of like a blah. It's like more of a wagon. Jake H. says, what brand of car that you haven't reviewed yet is your white whale? What brand or car? Okay, so you're saying anything. Yeah, what we were talking about before. We haven't done a Chevy Beretta. So there you go. Chevy Beretta. Um, Citron Deus. There used to be one sitting at that house where you're going to move into, whether, but it wasn't running. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was one of the inside cars. Ah. Yeah. So. It was in the same, when I saw it, it was in the same garage as the DeLorean, which I wasn't sure if that was running. I don't know if the DeLorean's still there. It is. Okay. Yeah, he still has the DeLorean. But the DeLorean I want to see is one of two. One, the uh, LS DeLorean guy, he's Mm -hmm. going to be driving his, he now has one with a blower on it. And he also is working on one, he's working for a company that just does does engine swaps in a DeLorean. They have a K20 swap in a DeLorean. Longitudinally mounted, too. So they spun it 90 degrees, and I think, and I saw the pictures. It looks glorious sitting in the back of it. Interesting. K-swaps are kind of the, the new LS swap. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, LS swaps are like, oh, okay. Yeah. LS swap is like watching a guy who's a kid in high school 
uh, deadlifting, mm. I don't know, 400 well, pounds. What's What's been popular recently is I've seen a lot of uh, people who've done like LS swaps and RX-8s. It seems like K-swaps and RX-8s are really popular right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm a connoisseur for weird engine swaps in general. Like there was this um, Volvo 240 uh, with a BMW V12 swap in it out of like an E32, mm-hmm. which um, I thoroughly enjoyed, though the cult that is the people who enjoy red block Volvos think it is a sin to remove red red blocks out of red block Volvos. And is so, that the turbo motor? No. Well, I think you could get red blocks turbo. Don't quote me on that. Volvo guys, don't kill me. Um, uh, but red block was like the, the four-cylinder out of the, the 80s. That was in like the 240 and stuff like that. That um, Volvo to me, Volvo red block guys are a cult. I believe that engine is nothing but a cult because uh, anytime I've shared a red block Volvo that had an interesting engine swap, red block guys were like, "You can't do that. You can't take a red block out of a red block car. That's that's against the rules. You can't do that." And it's it'll be like an interesting swap, like a you know BMW M50, you know, out of a five series or an LS or you know, it just anything that's not a red block. Like, you can't do that. Red block's the best engine. It's Dodge motor. So, oh, what was that? What was that line? I liked it. Me and my wife sometime to go to the Mannheim. Not the Mannheim. Uh, me and my Exeter. wife go to the <laughs> We sometimes go to the Exeter Diner. <laughs> <laughs> I like the salad bar because it's only an extra five dollars. <laughs> Did you say me and my wife sometimes go to the Exeter? Sometimes you go to the Exeter Diner. I go into the salad bar. It's only an extra $5. Don't tell me that was a 7th Gen Civic on Bring a Trailer. you got to be shitting me. I have... Scroll up. Uh, silver 7th Gen sedan. There's so, no, there's no uh, damn there's way. Back to the Future Tacoma, or pickup, rather. Are you joking? Yeah. No way. Bring that bring that into the screen. Are you kidding right. me? Let me uh, Those were not even that people always talk about how that was the worst generation of Civic cuz that generation had automatic transmission problems and head gas head gasket issues. Ugh. Are you kidding me? That's on Bring a Trailer? Yep. I'm going for This is uh, a this is a fever dream. I think it is currently the price is around. Is it even manual? It looks like a base model cuz it's got steelies. It's an it's a pre-facelift. Seventh Gen Civic with steel wheels. Is it automatic? I automatic or four speed automatic transaction. You're joking. The, you are. You got to no, be kidding me. Is it no me. reserve? Uh, yes, it is no reserve. That is that is a car for Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. Not bring a trailer. Is that it? Was it? Did it say Civic Damn, that DX? Is base clean though. Yes. Oh my! Yes. So base model. So pre facelift base model Seventh Gen Civic. You, that car is waiting for the head gasket to blow or for the transmission to start having issues. Are you I kidding die. me? Current bid, 9250 No. Fever dream. I hate it. I hate it here. Uh, uh, 9000 is what like a clean EF, EG, EK Civic should be going for. Like an 88 to 2000 Civic. Those are appreciating right now. Clean versions of those are worth money. Seventh gens, I, I know it's hard to find a clean seventh gen, but they're not worth it as much as '90s Civics. I'm sorry. Well, so someone says you should find an Acura CL Type S. Mm. Ooh, I really like those. Yeah, they're 
You have to find one, though, that's six-speed with the limited slip transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like a needle in the haystack. Because um, the automatics in those CLs were glass. Same with the TLs. Mm. The just glass transmissions. They, they even did a warranty for them. And they, like, a lot of those had the warranty done, and they're still kind of glass. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up. We've been going for a good while. Yeah, about an hour Thank- 27 minutes. Thank you, Nick, for uh, pulling pictures and Happy figuring to do that it. out with uh, uh, OBS. Um, we figured out the glitching is either the camera or the cable, and it didn't really glitch after I just unplugged it and plugged it back in again. So maybe... I saw one glitch, maybe, okay. like the entire time that I've been here since you did the cable thing. Now, granted, I was looking at the photos and yeah. the chat, but yeah. Okay, so thank you to everybody. Uh, who watches this? Thank you to everybody who donates to Super Chat. You are helping, honestly, now with uh, that we're in uh, doldrums. The, the doldrums of slow ad rates in the uh, January, which will creep up hopefully later. But I am willing to uh, recognize that unless. Uh, um, I do something different. RCR may have to be running on a much smaller budget. Uh, thank you to everybody who donates to our Patreon. Uh, you're helping us actually, you know, have basic travel now. Thank you. Uh, thank you to everybody who participates in the giveaways. Uh, those uh, help us out a lot. Uh, that's going all toward uh, Australia 2024. Uh, thank you to Lance for joining us once again. Absolutely. Make the podcasts lots of fun. Appreciate it. Uh, people really like when Lance shows up. Yeah, I like when Lance shows up. Mm-hmm. He does a very good podcast. You're very good at what you do, man. I'm, I know I know how to talk. It's, it's my favorite skill. Lance <laughs> uh, will be featured probably more and more on RCR. And also, we were talking yesterday about uh, you wanted to get into content. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I've wanted to for a long time. I just wanted to find, you know, figure out. Get more into find my niche. Go from there. Boris T.S. Carlisle, $5. Thank you. Hitting it in at the end. Thank you, Boris. Uh, so anyway, uh, today is Wednesday. And uh, new video for Monday, I think, is already done. In fact, it, yeah, it is done. I think I have to export it still. Rock and roll. Um, we have more filming to do. I have more filming to do. Now, with the giveaway car, uh, Hannah said that I can go over to Hannah and Ben's house, or Ben's and Hannah and their house, and film that skit. So people really like the uh, the uh, Lefty Brinkowski bit. Yeah. So I want to do more skits like that. Not of Lefty Brinkowski. I don't know if it would roll like an egg, in uh, to quote uh, Henry Rollins. Um, so I'm not going to bring him back, but I'm going to just try to do other characters uh, yeah. and we already have one figured out we were going to do it today that's why I'm wearing jeans I never wear jeans but uh, that I will film tomorrow I'll get your notes from you tomorrow Yeah. tomorrow great yeah so I can get started uh, on the video next 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 um, yeah all right rock and roll oh and I I didn't commission someone yet. I mean, they said yes. I didn't pay them to work on a, not a VR rig, but a Twitch face mimicking rig. So, because I'm 
looking at people who do Twitch and they get way more views than YouTube. But all they do is just people send them stuff and like, let's look at the internet together. I can do that, <laughs> but I don't feel like my face is there. I would rather have a cartoon face and just be there, like cut out in the screen. So, but I forget who that person is. Yeah. And I talked to them on the phone and texted with them and ran them through design concepts and now I forget who it is. They told I told them let's just talk after the new year because they were backed up because they're making like VR chat rigs, like really expensive stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't need the whole thing. I just need torso up, and I don't need hands. It just has to be head and shoulders. And they're like, oh okay, but I forget who that person is, <laughs> and I don't know their name, and I didn't write it down, like physically write it down on on my don't forget boards over there. <laughs> The physical boomer type bulletin boards. Mm -hmm. So if you're that person and you're watching now, uh, DM me. Or if you're someone who makes VR rigs and wants to steal this job from that other person, get in my DMs because I'll pay you. Make it happen. All right. I have to take a Polonius dump. So that's this stream. He's a lumpy right. dumper. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and, and you night just, and everything. Yep, and you can end it from uh, OBS right there. OBS, um, end this.